Welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today, as always, is a Wednesday, and this is September the 14th, 2022. I was told recently via another podcast that I should start putting dates and things so people have context. So there you go. September the 14th, 2022. No, not 2002, even though that does not seem like long ago. Yes, I know I feel old. Oh, well, get over it. Today, I'm talking to you about the best type of business that I think you should start, business or side hustle, in the coming days, weeks, months, years, to design a little more freedom into your life. Because that's what we always talk about, is intentionally designing a lifestyle of freedom. And one of the best ways to do that is to be in control of, well, as much as you can control. So one of the best ways to control what's around you, you know, your job, your income and all that is to have your own business or side hustle. Before we jump into that, I want to bring you a quote by Victor Frankl. Frankwell. Victor Frankl, he said, life is never made unbearable by circumstances, but only by lack of meaning and purpose. It's really incredible to me that a guy like Victor Frankl would say something like that because the circumstances that he came through, having been tortured in a Nazi concentration camp, and to say that life is not made unbearable by circumstances, but only by lack of meaning and purpose, what kind of meaning and purpose can you find being tortured in a concentration camp? That blows my mind. So if he can say that life is not made unbearable by circumstances, then what excuse do I have to get down and out because something doesn't go the way I want it to, because a business idea failed, or because I made a post on social media and nobody liked it, or nobody commented or responded, or I created a product or a mastermind or a whatever the thing is, or in or my construction business goes under, or any of those things, I have no reason to think that my life is unbearable or to want to be done with it, to be out of it, to just be over life. I've got no reason for that. And I'll be honest, the last couple of years have kind of been a struggle for me ever since the wreck a couple of years ago, which you can hear about that in a past episode. I'm not even sure what episode number that is, but nearly dying in that has really taken me a long time to get over. It's like, what is my purpose in life? Because I was nearly gone, but yet I'm still here. Like, why? Like, could just be over with. Anyway, I don't want to go back into that whole thing. Enough of that. I just want you to remember that life is not made unbearable by circumstances, but only by lack of meaning and purpose. By the way, uh, Viktor Frankl is the guy who wrote Man's Search for Meaning. I have not read it yet, but I've got a, uh, I will be reading it in the next year. So, or I plan to be reading it in the next year. So there's that. Product of the day today is the DeWalt 5 amp hour batteries on Amazon. These are brand new DeWalt batteries. Their list price is $179, and they have been on sale for about a week now for $66.49. I've picked up four of them myself. I'll drop a link in the show notes. No, I don't get an affiliate commission. I'm not an Amazon affiliate, but I wanted to share that with you so that... If, you, if you're a DeWalt guy or gal, go pick up some of those batteries. They are super, super cheap. You want that. I want to share a little story with you that uh, came 
back to my mind as I was creating an email sequence for a, for a uh, freebie or a free download that I have that I'm going to be putting out there soon. And that story goes back to me dropping out in high school or being pulled out in high school, whatever. I, I basically dropped out in that I quit working on things and uh, was told, look, you're going to go to work because you're not doing your schoolwork. So got pulled out of high school and that was at age 16. So I never got a high school diploma. Well, fast forward a couple of years and that really ate on me because I don't like leaving things unfinished. Although you may not be able to tell that if you came to my home because there are lots of things that are started and not finished, but I don't like leaving things unfinished. So as a young man, 20 years old by this time, I decided to go get my GED so that I could, you know, show people that I ain't no dummy. I'm, I'm actually pretty smart most of the time. I, I can, I can think things through better than probably your average person. And I can see things from a perspective that your average person can't see things. And I wanted to prove that by getting this general education diploma. So I decided to go get my GED. It's not a hard process from what I remember. You just look up the dates that they're having the classes. You, you apply, you go in, you have the class. I don't remember. I think it was maybe one or two different nights of the week, something like that. And it's a couple hours. You sit down, go through all the different subjects, filling out the answers, da-da-da. It's pretty quick and easy process, several hours each session. And um, I flew through it. Like They would have maybe an hour, two-hour class, however long they were, and I'd be done in half the time. So I would either go on my phone or, uh, you know, read a book or maybe, maybe go back over some of my questions, but I'm like, this stuff is pretty easy. I know this stuff. It's just a diploma. I don't even care. I just want the diploma to show that I finished. So flew through the class, got done in record time. Everybody else is taking forever. And, uh, some of them not even finishing before the time was up. So get all done with all the classes, finally get the results back in. And I was thrilled, but not really surprised to find out that I had one of the highest scores in the class, like super high. And I was, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. And then I found out that there was another person who scored higher than me. I'm like, hmm, who is this person? Come to find out, it was a lady nearly twice my age who only had an eighth grade education and was also my mother. So yeah, I was a little humiliated going through that whole process, flying through all the tests, doing, you know, just being a little lackadaisical about it. It was easy. I still scored high. My mom took care to go over all the questions. I don't know how many times she used every second of her allotted time to make sure she got the things right. And she scored higher than I did. And she only had an eighth grade education. And I had just been through this stuff a couple years prior. So I was a little humiliated about that. And needless to say, even though this is nearly uh, 15, 16 years later, she has not let me live that down. She brings it up every so often. Like, yeah, remember that GED thing? Like I scored higher than you. That That comes up every so often. So it was a kind of a funny story that came back to me um, as I was writing that email sequence. To uh, I, I shared that in those emails, and so I thought I'd share it here on the podcast. It was it was kind of fun, but uh, also humiliating. 
Anyway, moving on from that, go to the next segment, the state of the businesses, that being the construction, the coaching, the farming, my wife's house cleaning. Today, I want to focus in on the construction and coaching business because those are my babies. That is what I focus on and that's what I'm passionate about and what I love. So I talked recently um, about changing the model of my construction business and I'm still working on finishing a couple of projects. So once I, as I work through the projects that I'm on now, I've got a couple of pretty good sized projects. One of them is getting close to the end. And as I, as I finish these projects, I'm going to begin to, um, pare down the services that I offer. So be going to only like decks and maybe doing some tile work if I feel like it, because I actually did some tile work recently and I actually kind of enjoyed that again. But, Paring down the services I offer from doing anything and everything to, you know, I build decks. And so if you want a deck built, call me for that because I do that and I'm the best at that and nobody else can touch the the quality of service I offer. I'll be the deck guy. And I also want to limit my clients. So that that right now is looking something like you have to either be a former client or have been referred by a former client because I don't want to just work for any and everybody because I, yeah, if you work for everybody, then like if you're the everything guy for everybody, you cannot charge premium prices because you're really not going to be the best at that thing. I'm the best at everything but I'm not the best at each individual thing. There are things that I am the best at for sure, but I want to focus what I do, the services I offer and limit who I offer it to and really zone in, hone my skills and really become the best at that. And that thing right now is looking like decks. And then I also want to add a subscription model for basic maintenance. That would look like coming in maybe on a monthly basis or every three months and really checking out your house or, I mean, that might be your residence. It can be a uh, um, like a, a vacation rental, but really checking it out, going through, making sure everything is up to par, everything is working right, maybe changing out air filters and things like that. And that would be done on a subscription model. However, you know, if we, if we do it every month, it'd be this amount per month, or if it's once every three months, it would be less often, obviously. And then we would also, I could oversee any repairs or projects that need to be done if, if it's not something that... You, in our area, we have a lot of out-of-town people that own vacation rentals. And so if they're not in town, then I could oversee you know, all the projects getting done on a percentage basis. Those are some things that I want to change about my construction business and some offerings that I want to add and change up. And then um, I want to move more towards only spending about two to three days a week in construction so that I can focus more on the the coaching and consulting business that I'm that I'm developing. I'm going to add more content into that. And one of the things that I'm really super excited about is I'm not sure exactly what I'm calling it right now. Uh, I think level up. I don't know. It's a mastermind slash monthly membership to really help each and every one of us fully develop 
our spiritual, personal, and business growth, like to become everything that God developed us to be. It's going to be kind of a mastermind style of membership where we'll get together a couple of times a month, do a book study to, I don't know, on random topics, everything to do with personal, spiritual, and business growth. Things like Think and Grow Rich or Man's Search for Meaning or, you know, whatever other business or growth topic comes up. So I'm super excited about that. Still developing that. I'll have a lot more information about that in the next podcast. And I'm going to start promoting that on social media and in my emails and all of that. So you'll see some of those things if you're on any of my email lists. The other thing I want to add to that is a life skills school and really cater that to homeschoolers. But I'm going to be doing, I'm going to try to add as I get more time, as I pare back my construction business and um, increase the coaching and consulting, I'm going to add a video per week geared towards helping homeschoolers develop the life they want to live, towards fully uh, utilizing or, or fulfilling their God-given potential. Be live and virtual classes in that. That will also be like kind of a membership model. So those are some things that I'm thinking and working towards. Um, I don't know. Let me know what your thoughts are. Some of those things sound like something you want to be a part of or like something you would like to support. Let me know. Or if you have any ideas and have seen other things like that in action and have some tips or pointers for me, I'd love to hear that. Uh, You can send an email to Ken at ConstructiveLiberty.com. I read all the emails I get and reply to them. I don't share them all here for sure, but you can also join the Telegram chat at t.me forward slash constructive liberty. That's actually the channel, and from there you can join the chat. And uh, yeah, we, we jump in there, have a have a good time every few days, every so often. We don't get in too often. There's not a whole lot of chat that goes on, but Every, every now and then, it, it does lighten up, and, and it's a good place to, to share your goals, share what you're working on, to encourage people, to get some encouragement for yourself. So I'd love to see you there, t.me forward slash constructive liberty. On five keys to an impactful life, I share a tip each and every week, and this week's is on health. And I like to use the 80-20 rule. Now, health means a lot of different things to a lot of people. You know, there's only vegan, there's only keto, carnivore, there's the the Daniel diet, the so many different things. But you really need to do your research and try things and find out what works for you and your diet, what you feel best on, how you, uh, what your body functions best on, where, how your mind functions when you eat certain types of food, how you feel after eating ice cream. You know, don't eat junk, eliminate alcohol, exercise, sleep, but don't go overboard with, with any of those things. Like use the 80, 20 rule. It's okay to have a little bit of junk food every now and then. Just don't make that a habit. Okay. 80% good or 90%, whatever, you know, use the 80, 20 rule. Stay mostly good with a little bit of splurge every now and then. That's okay. That is okay. Moving on to the main topic of the show. There, there's a couple of podcasts that I listened to recently and I highly recommend you go listen to them. The, uh, the main topic of this show really 
ties into or it has a it, it kind of adds on to what the one podcast was uh, was talking about and that that podcast is radical personal finance titled famine is coming the date on that one is august the 29th i would highly recommend you go listen to that it was an interview show that he did with i think stephen harris so it it was a really good episode they talked about um, shortages, regulations, and, and all of that, and how that's stacking up and setting off a chain reaction that some people predict could lead to a famine of biblical proportions. There's even been talk of upwards of 1.2 billion people worldwide dying from famine. Like, my mind can't even fathom that because food is so plentiful and easy to come by. And relatively cheap. Yeah, we complain about we complain about the price of food going up. You know, my grandma says, "Oh, I used to couldn't wouldn't be able to carry twenty dollars worth of groceries." But I mean, you didn't hardly make twenty dollars in a day back then either. So, I feel like in the last hundred years, we I, I believe humans have put less time and effort into their food than at any other time in history. Because leading up to the last couple of hundred years, most of your time and effort had to go into securing shelter and food. It went into your basics. It's only been in the, in the industrial age that we have been able to not give a care about food, to not even worry about it. And so we, it's hard for me to fathom famine that could cause 1.2 billion people worldwide to die. And if that doesn't really make you stop and think, maybe strike a little bit of fear into you, then I don't know, nothing will. But I don't want to focus on that. That's That'll drag you down into the weeds. That will bog your mind down and make so you can't think and act. And we at the Constructive Liberty podcasts are always solutions focused. You know, grow your own food, start your own business, or at least a side hustle. Create as much of a cushion between yourself and disaster as possible. Okay. Whatever that disaster looks like, whether that is personal disaster, regional disaster, um, nationwide or worldwide disaster, create as much of a cushion between that and yourself as possible. Measure your wealth in the amount of time that you could survive if everything stopped today. If the trucks stopped running, if ships stopped sailing, if airplanes stopped flying, if the stores stopped selling, how long could you survive? If the electricity stopped flowing through the power lines, would you be okay? Your true wealth is the amount of time that you can survive Sands all of that. If everything stopped today, how long could you survive? That is a true measure of your wealth. I don't want to dive into all of that. What we're talking about is solutions. And I think the best things that you can do are the two things that we talked about. Growing your own food and starting your own business or at least a side hustle. Maybe you've got a great career. Make great money. 
If you make so much money, you have billions of dollars or millions of dollars or even hundreds of thousands of dollars, no debt. You've got all kinds of food and stuff stored up and systems in place to be able to care for yourself over the next 10 years if everything stops, then great, good for you. But if you have tons of money and no systems in place, then you're worse off than the person who has no money and systems in place, who knows how to grow their own food, who knows how to do the work. So make sure you go through all of that. Make sure you have those things in place. One of the, uh, one of the best things that I see that we can do is to start not just any business or side hustle, but something in trades you know, or service work. There are certain things that won't go away in our lifetime, no matter what happens, no matter how much automation comes in, or no matter if everything stops today. People still need a place to live. People still need shelter. They need a warm, dry place to live. And I think trades or service work is vastly overlooked. We're given so many career options and advice today, so much advice, so many career options that really it's unimportant. I mean, a lot of those things are nice to haves, not need to haves. They're not must haves. And a lot of that advice, a lot of those options don't take into account people's ambitions, their goals, talents, and their own unique personality. And so often, it absolutely doesn't lead to a happy and fulfilled life doing work they love. Most people, when they look at their career options, okay, they don't want a job, right? You, nobody wants a job. Who, who grows up dreaming of going and working for the man, doing soul-sucking work that you hate? If you really dig down deep, you'll find that what you truly want is... To utilize your God-given abilities to make a difference in the lives of other people. That, I believe, is what is at the core of every person's need or uh, every person's job or career needs. It combines your personality, your interests, your skills, your gifts, and your goals and your resources to that one central idea. That one thing that you can truly operate super good in. And I think that one of the quickest paths to that, one of the best ways is through working trades, like I mentioned. And there's so many options out there. You can be a carpenter. You could be an electrician. You could be a mechanic. You could be a plumber, a painter, a house cleaner. Uh, so many different things. You could be a lawn maintenance guy. You can you can cut down trees. <sighs> the list could go on and on and on. No matter what you're interested in, I'm 9,000% certain you can find something to create a career or at least a side hustle out of that fits your unique gifts, your interests, your skills, your talents, your abilities, all of those things. Positive. I'm 100% sure. My own story goes all the way back to age five and I go to work with my dad who was a carpenter and it was my job to keep the job site cleaned up and make sure the crews never ran out of nails, never ran out of water. I had to keep everything spick and span. I swept the house, scraped the floors, all those things. I loved every single thing about building houses. See, I was fortunate enough to enjoy carpentry 
enough that it's still my main creative outlet and it's my career choice, okay? But I don't build houses like my dad did. I've gone through different iterations of business from trim carpentry to partnering with my dad on another small construction company to my current business, which I specialize in outdoor living spaces like decks and pergolas and things like that. But there's a lot of different reasons why I believe that trades has unlimited opportunity for you. And I'm going to share my top five with you. Okay. So let's, let's jump into it just a little bit. First off, trades have a super low barrier to entry. Okay. A low barrier, like anybody with a hammer can get started. You don't have to be super skilled. All you have need is a basic knowledge of the tools required in whatever field you decide to get into. If you're a plumber, all you need to know is how water flows and how to stick pipe together. A few regulations, you know, go go find someone to, to work under. A carpenter, watch some videos on YouTube. A handyman, go go watch some videos and, and start learning how to repair things. If you can operate a hammer, a saw, and an impact driver, with those three things, you can stay busy. There is nearly an unlimited amount of different tasks that you can do that you can sell your services for with those three tools, a hammer, a saw, and an impact driver. All you need is that and a few videos and start advertising yourself, right? You're now a handyman. Another Other options would be like a maid service or a window washing, auto detailing. I just had a high school kid detail my truck, okay? He washed it inside and out. He waxed it. He cleaned the engine. He shampooed the carpet and the seats inside. He did a fantastic job, right? I hate washing vehicles. I've hated it ever since I was five or six years old. I've never liked it. But this kid did a fantastic job, and he's still in high school. He worked on it, I don't know, three, four hours maybe. I paid him 120 bucks. That's Pretty good money for a high school kid. I didn't make that kind of money when I was a high when I was in high school. Sometimes I still don't make that much money. You could get into lawn maintenance, power washing, painting, so many other things. And the great thing is, every single one of these can be started as a side job and scaled all the way up into a full time business. All across that spectrum, you'll find people who are doing it an hour a week, all the way up to people who are doing it for about six hundred hours a week. Okay, I've I've been all across that spectrum. The second reason that there's a low barrier to entry is the low amount and low quality of competition. Okay, I can't tell you how many times in this small town where people complain about the poor jobs and not having work and things like that, how many times I show up to a job and and the and the client is like you don't know how many people I've tried to call that just won't show up. And you showed up. Thank you for showing up. That already puts you in the lead. That puts you ahead of the competition. You just need consistency and timeliness. Those are the two things that will keep your clients loyal. The second thing is you can start with little to no tools, okay? Take the handyman service that I talked about. You need a hammer, a saw, and an impact. And you can do everything from repairs to small decks, ceiling fan installation, and so many other things. If you were a painter, all you'd need is a paintbrush and a roller. You can start doing small projects, painting a fence, sealing a deck, repainting interior rooms in a house. You can do all of those things. 
With a weed eater and a push mower, you can start a lawn maintenance service. I know a guy that all he had was battery-powered uh, lawnmower and weed eater. And he started on the side. You know, he was an EMT, and he started his own small maintenance business. And he is now full-time, doing more work, taking on more work than he has time for. Okay? You can do those things. A maid service, all you need is a few rags and a vacuum cleaner. You might not be able to do a fantastic job, but you can do a better job than 90% of the people out there. If you expand your mind a little bit, you can see how easy it is to get started offering your service with little to no tools. The third reason is because you can easily scale your business up or down as needed. If you stay consistent, you keep your word, and you do good work, it's not hard to get more business. Most of the time, in that case, all you have to do is ask your existing clients if they know anybody who also needs the service you offer. Start a referral program. It's not that hard to do. You know, I'll give you 100 bucks for every uh, $10,000 of business you send my way. Okay. You know, that, that's not hard to do. If you start to feel overrun and you need to scale back the amount of work you're doing, just increase your prices. Okay, so you lose a little bit of work. You don't have to work as often or as much, but you're making the same amount or even more money because your prices are higher. You get better clientele. It's not that hard. Fourth, I believe it can be a recession-proof business when it's set up right. Now, obviously, you're going to lose some clients during a recession, okay? That's, that's inevitable. But people are always going to need a place to live. They're always going to need that place properly maintained and clean and service, etc. If you design your business model correctly and you price your services fairly competitively, but I mean on the higher end, but most importantly is that you care for your clients competently, okay? You take care of them. It is a sure bet that you will be able to stay, keep your business floating through a recession, okay? If you are the top, the go-to guy, everybody is going to know who you are. Sure, some of them may not be able to afford you, but when things crash, the people that are, um, that your, your lesser competition is going to go away, but you'll still be there. Okay, and the last thing, the last reason why I believe trades or service work is the best type of business to get into is because you get to design your business around the kind of life that you want to live, right? If you only want to work three days a week, then only schedule projects on the days that you want to work. If you want more, want a vacation, take a vacation and schedule your work around it. More work, less work, more money, more charity work. Solo, solo business, employees, it's all up to you, okay? The beautiful thing about owning your business is you get to decide how to operate it. You can set it up and do everything yourself, like as a solopreneur, or you could hire employees and let somebody else run it. You know, I'll just check in on it every once in a while, make sure things, make sure things are running smoothly and that there's money there, Okay. It is completely up to you. It's your life and your business, and you can set it up the way you want and live the life you want to live. It is there to support you. Anyway, I want to run through a quick business idea framework that I came up with, and uh, it's not going to take long, but 
it will help you. It'll give you an idea of what you can start. And there's only five simple steps, okay? Grab a blank sheet of paper, and you're going to write down everything that comes to you as you go through this process, right? First off, you need to get to know yourself. You know, a personality assessment is great for that. I'm partial to DISC. And then do a deep dive into the things that you like and the things that you dislike. Your dislikes might be more important than the things you like. Okay. Second step is you're going to learn your strengths. What are you good at? What are you better at than anybody else you know? How and when do you like to work the best? Go through the whole list of, of those things. Write it all down. The third step, you need to get creative. So combining the things you enjoy with the things you're good at, with your unique personality, how can you combine those to create a unique product or service? Okay. Write all that down. The fourth step, create a structure. Now, I know some of you are like, oh, I hate structure, but it's okay. Don't just create a structure. Set aside a block of time every day or every week or, or whenever you can. Set a specific block of time to work specifically on creating your business and intentionally create that thing that's going to lead to the life you want to live. And then last of all, the fifth step is to identify your purpose. Now, so many people get caught up in the weeds over what is, what, what is my purpose? And they make it like this lifelong journey of finding their purpose. But it's not that hard. Your purpose is simply using your gifts, your talents, your creativity, and the structure to impact the lives of other people. So once you know those first four steps, then you to go start implementing. And that is your purpose. It's that simple. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes where you can go get your own DISC personality assessment. But go through all of that. Figure those things out. Think of what you can create either as a full-time business or a side business to give you a little more freedom in life. Now, sure, it's not going to give you more time freedom right away, but it will give you more financial freedom. It will give you... Uh, It'll give you the different forms of capital. Um, I've talked in the past about the eight forms of capital, and Jack Spierko has gone deep on that a couple of times. Or there's other places where it talks about the eight forms of capital as well. But you need to be building up each of those, not just your financial capital, building up each ones of those. Maybe I'll get into that in another episode. Anyway, I've gone long enough today. I'm at 35 minutes or nearly. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to support the show, I'd love it if you would listen on a uh, podcast 2.0 app like Fountain. So you can go download that in the Android or Apple store. And from there, you can support the show with Bitcoin. Okay. You can also buy me a book from my Amazon wish list. I will post a link to that in the show notes as well. And again, the, uh, the product of the day is those DeWalt 5 amp hour batteries on Amazon. Again, that's not an affiliate link. I'm not an affiliate for Amazon anymore because I didn't make any sales. So I'm not an affiliate anymore, but I'm here to provide value to you, the listener. So if you need some DeWalt batteries, go check out these. Link is in the show notes. Question of the day before I go. And it has to do with the quote of the day. What circumstances do you feel are making your life unbearable? And how can you shift your mindset to overcome that? I'm going to drop that question in the Telegram group. I hope you'll go 
answer the question, create a little dialogue around it. I hope it helps you to get unstuck on circumstances that are making your life feel unbearable. With that, do good work. 